0: It didn't seem fitting over the last 25 years that Wesley College's football field is located next to a cemetery. The Wolverines program under Mike Drass's vision and leadership was a birthplace of so much for Division III football. You don't get to six national semifinal games without being the creator of a winning strategy. When I began to expand my focus to national Division III football though, I didn't really believe in Wesley's recipe for success. My first trip there to broadcast in 2009 was eye opening. Then offensive coordinator Chip Knapp came up to assist us with our cameras, yet I didn't realize he was even one of their coaches. The small press box, the cemetery, the loud siren that would startle unsuspecting visiting teams.
1: Wesley fire alarm whistle going off to our right, that sounds like a good reason to take a timeout. here.
0: It just seemed like a bizarre place for such football success. But then you remember. Division three is built on experiences like those. Even our own broadcasts in 2011, when Linfield got a rare East Coast trip to Dover in the playoffs, were as rickety as the press box area. He's got one man to beat at the 30. He's going to leap over him and get there. 100 yards. Leon Jones off of Mickey's interception has made it a one possession game. And Keith McMillan and I both were a great deal younger.
1: Uh,
0: we, had, we had Josh Hill with a stretch, uh, stretch play, a uh, 37-yard run on third and one. As much as I wondered how long Wesley could maintain their rise in D3, we kept coming back, and as our broadcast became clearer...
1: Oh, what an interception! What a catch by Leroy Cheatham! Second interception of the game for the Wolverines. Fourth, well, third turnover, the, the self-tip trail.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My understanding of what was building the juggernaut of Wesley football became clearer, too. The Wesley Wolverines were a family unlike many in Division III. The players loved the school for taking chances on them. The diversity inside the program ran deeper than most other D3 private school programs. And the patriarch of the family, and the other adults that were part of that family, sincerely cared. When I finally got to meet Coach Drass in person at the Glardy Trophy ceremony in 2014, I realized I was in the presence of a gentle giant. Larger than life, but passionate about Division III football. The next year, the mood was lighter. There was uh, was it Rocky Myers I, uh, back yep. when? In uh, 2004, Rocky was a yep. Hillary Trophy, is was a great, great thing. And the feelings in the end were much more jubilant as Joe Callahan won the trophy, becoming the second Wolverine to do so after Rocky Myers' win in 2004. When I finally got to talk with Coach Drass at length in 2017 at Montclair, he seemed like he was at the top of his game and the Wolverines, despite the close game, seemed ready to continue their success for some time to come. We learned in the 2017 playoffs that as much as the Division III world was watching Wesley succeed, Wesley was watching all of us and was
2: aware of what we were saying. Kick it in gear in the second half. Has that been adjustments or just...
0: Now that's our friend Frank Rossi. Uh, keeps saying we're a second half
1: team. Wait till I see him. <laughs>
0: but six months later, we were all jolting. Across D3 Nation. Coach Drass passed away, and a piece of the Wesley football cement went with him. Tears were shed, and even though Chip Knapp had been there for decades as a Wesley coach, things seemed different for all of us when we discussed Wesley football. Like a great artist, you don't fully appreciate the specialness in a person's trade until they're gone. In the case of Drass, he was a builder, not only of a football program, but of a family and a tradition of helping a diverse group of men succeed year after year. This week, some people said Drassfield being located next to the cemetery made sense in light of Delaware State's decision to end the Wesley athletics program. But still today, I disagree. Wesley football made the region and the nation of D3 football grow through better recruiting and scheduling and schemes and cohesion. Even when Wesley disappears from the playing field, the football program will have left its imprint for years and decades to come. When the Wolverines take the field for the final time, it should not be a depressing burial moment. No, it should be a moment of celebration of everyone's contribution to make Division III football a more credible, competitive, and cohesive football division. This isn't a eulogy, but it's a celebration of this imprint that Wesley Football has left and that won 't ever be forgotten as another chapter is written this spring. well j b we really wanted to talk about football in our first show of the spring season per se, and uh, actually football being played on the field and fortunately. Thanks to an announcement uh, from Delaware State University, Uh, an announcement that was a long time coming, Uh, something that I, in fact, myself reached out to DSU a week ago to say, look, we just read something in the Whetstone, which is the Wesley uh, student newspaper, a quote that basically says, you won't have what's necessary to have a dual D1 and D3 program between DSU and Wesley because you're acquiring them and not having a separate entity or branch or something like that will you have d3 sports in the fall and i got an off the record answer from somebody i don't think so but they did wanted to get me in touch with somebody else never heard back monday we get the news in fact they are not going to continue uh d3 program at wesley wesley is essentially going to be dissolved into dsu is what you read into the entirety of this thing Um, It is uh, disappointing. What's most disappointing is that they pretty much held the news until, I believe, you cannot withdraw with refund at this point from the school. And that's kind of dirty pool, if you think about it. Uh, You can make this announcement January 1st and giving everybody a lot of time to figure out what to do, how to handle, what's next. But they didn't. Uh, They fed a lot of lip service out there, JB, about, oh, we're we're considering our options. I I don't like it. I've always said I will not stand for when the adults in the room don't do the right thing or don't handle things in a mature manner, especially on behalf of the youth, that they're making decisions that affect that youth. This is one of those situations. I'm not going to just stand by and be like, yeah, that's okay, DSU. No, it's not. It's not what's your thought when you heard the news and then we'll kind of uh talk about uh, what the rest of the show is
1: yeah it was mixed i mean i i, I kind of thought that this is what was going to happen it just should have happened back in january like like you said it was we had a feeling that this merger which really was an acquisition may end up um you know, closing the doors and with the whole advent of COVID. To be honest, I'm surprised that there haven't been more colleges um, that have that have closed their doors and had to shut down programs. It's just a shame. You know, I was trying to think what would be you know kind of a D one equivalent of uh, you know is it like um, I don't know it's like Clemson <laughs> closing down uh, or Florida State or something? I mean, you know, Wesley has had so many decades of success, um, national success at the Division three football level that. You know, it it is a pretty major uh, announcement and pretty big deal uh, for our sport that probably one of the top, you know, five programs in the nation is just going away. Um, It's it's kind of hard to believe. It's a little surreal, but unfortunately, it's just the reality of today. And, um, you know, hopefully we can do our small part to uh, help them, you know, sail off into the sunset and you know in style and uh, they've got some games coming up which and they still got a team so it's not over just yet final chapter yet to be written
0: the pack basically kicks out thomas moore thomas moore goes uh, elsewhere uh the miac kicks out saint thomas uh and you know now dsu is basically saying uh, to everybody hold my beer folks because we're going to show you something else <laughs> on how to get rid of a quality program out there and uh that's what's uh, happening here uh unfortunately uh wesley will be no more uh so next week we're gonna do a show on the first quarter of uh spring football uh but spring football look i hate to do this and say it in this way but we we have to say this right now because there's no hiding i mean it's been announced in 18 different uh places wesley's gonna play Spring football. The NJAC of some level is going to play spring football. We've been holding off this announcement or, you know, the news about the announcement. It's The the ink is not dry, folks, okay? There could still be changes. It is not 110% definitive. Uh, our good friend Terry Small, the commissioner of the NJAC, has been very open with us over the last week or two about this fact. Yeah, we're not trying to jump his announcement in any way, shape, or form. It's just clear when Wesley has a page there saying spring football schedule to be announced, There's going to be an announcement, and we talk a little bit with Coach Chip Knapp, head football coach of Wesley, about just that coming up in a second here on the interview we did with him. Um, And then, uh, you know, like I said, we're going to have a show next week about football that's been played uh, in the first three weeks, but uh, we felt that it was necessary with the imprint that Wesley has created in our D3 nation, as we call it, that we uh, talk about them a little bit here, give them their uh, time and uh, discussion points here and uh, focus and everything else. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into the Coach Knapp interview. Coach Knapp, thanks for joining us. Uh, This has obviously been an eventful week for probably all the wrong reasons when you really think about it, except for some of the stuff that you and I were talking about uh, last night uh, as we talked about getting this interview together about how dedicated your team is uh, to, let's say, finishing the chapters of uh, this book of Wesley football. We'll talk about that in a moment. First, I, I think a lot of people want to understand, how did you find out this news? What was kind of your operating assumption heading through this school year? Because obviously the transaction occurred, I believe in the summertime, or at least the announcement of it, uh, with uh, Delaware State University. And uh, were you surprised by the news when it came across on Monday?
2: Well, uh, I think, uh, was it uh, Monday they told us that uh, that uh, we had an athletic department meeting and our athletic director, Tracy Short, had said that as soon as she finds out something, you know, she'd been getting uh, inundated with questions all fall and throughout the winter and she she told us she didn't know exactly what was going on as far as the future of Wesley athletics and as soon as she found out she'd let us know and she found out Monday and uh you know just had an athletic department meeting we met on zoom and came right out and said uh, we're not we're no longer uh continuing with Wesley athletics in the fall so um uh, earlier in the summer we found out uh, you know there's all kinds of discussions with different colleges and mergers and you know the word acquisition wasn't mentioned a whole lot initially, but, uh, you know, we found out uh, after a couple, it uh, seemed to me some attempts with some other colleges to, uh, to uh, merge and, and, and combine that uh, they announced later in the summer, it was a little bit of a surprise to me that Delaware State was uh, acquiring was the word they used. And when I heard that in the summer, um, you know, I tried to think of any kind of precedent that has been set before with other colleges and then the, the the idea of uh you know you hear uh, around our area rutgers camden you know like a satellite college penn state has some satellites and so that was kind of uh tossed around uh, in our with our administration discussions and so there was a little light you know ray of hope there and then uh but when you when i actually thought about it as a business decision and knowing uh, delaware state being around here for as long as i have and you know the Combining two athletic departments would be a difficult uh, thing, I think. And uh, it just didn't seem likely, although, you know, we were getting some optimistic, uh, you know, talk at at certain points in the uh, summer and fall. And then kind of a little bit of radio silence on what was gonna happen. And so we were in limbo uh, through the end of the fall into the spring here. So, but it was, you know, I likened it to, you know, somebody, a, a relative that's very sick and you know, it's maybe there's a miracle cure, but uh, when they pass away, you know, you kind of—that's kind of how I looked at it. It kind of feels like that. Like you knew something bad probably could happen here, and then when it eventually does, you kind of, like I told our team, I'm going back through the stages of grief here, and uh, and uh, so we so we took a day off to, to uh, kind of have our players talk to our our families and talk to people about the next move I explained to the team that our next move was you know our objectives for the spring hadn't changed but we're adding an objective that we're going to take care of them after we play you know our plans to play in the spring we're going to take care of these guys be a resource for them and uh you know help them on their next step in their journey that's you know we've always talked to a Wesley College coach dress about you know taking them from point A to point B being transformational coaches and that's and we're going to continue to do that till the end so that's that's uh, that's the plan going forward
1: well, trying to turn some, some bad into good, it, I mean, at least the, the opportunity that the conference is, is presenting you to have some more games and uh, ultimately let your student athletes, you know, get that very rare um, game tape that, that's been missing, you know, since the 2019 season. Um, at this point in time, I guess, what, what sort of the, the attitude uh, of the team, you know, other than, than the obvious you know, disappointment? Is there, uh, I assume there's got to be still some excitement, like, hey, we, you know, we've got a season here. It's not your traditional uh, D3 season, but you have some opportunities to go out, win some games, get some get some film uh, for these guys. And then, like you said, you know, perhaps that opens some doors for
2: them uh, after
1: the spring is wrapped up.
2: Yeah, w- w- when we had our meeting, um, the team went to, they, they wanted to have their own team meeting, which was great. And, and it was really... Uh, kind of uh, still up in the air about what was gonna happen. I said, anybody who wants to be part of this and finish out the final chapter of Wesley football and develop as a football player, um, win some games and, and uh, you know, create opportunities for themselves and, and have us as a resource show up to practice, uh, you know, Tuesday, yesterday, be in the end zone at 3.30 and be ready to go. And uh, to me, uh, who showed up? They all showed up. It was it was a, you know, all the great moments in Wesley that we've had over the years. And That was another one to see those guys, and, and they brought energy and enthusiasm. And uh, they, it was like uh, you know nothing had happened, and they and they really answered the call. And uh, we had uh, a great day of, uh, you know, at, at, in our Wesley football program. One one I'll always remember, and I'm very proud to see their their how they reacted and and what they're looking to do moving forward. Yeah, I read an article in
0: uh, Delaware State News uh, that I found this morning, actually, about just uh, the attitude and uh, the pride that this team uh, has right now. Coach, uh, we, there is no official announcement from the NJAC yet, but we do have pr- some pretty good intelligence mm-hmm. that uh, everybody is working on getting a schedule with some opt-outs involved, obviously. Uh, Wesley is not one of those opt-outs, quite clearly, from all the uh, things we've been reading and the uh, things that you've been telling us. Um, And in fact it looks like there's a scrimmage model actually being uh, conducted by the NJAC which is uh, unique to the entire return to play that we've seen in the spring football Uh, so uh, it gives uh, I think an extra opportunity if it does pan out the way we think it does to the degree you can give us some details or some idea uh, what does a season look like here Uh, will we be able to uh, come down and you know kind of have a final hurrah at Wesley in the final game? Or is it unclear right now? Kind of give us the landscape of what we're going to be watching
2: over the next two to three months here. Well, I, I know there's going to be, uh, as far as uh, coming to the games, uh, there's some uh, COVID protocols that are in place. I think uh, you know they might uh, do limit some of the crowd. And so we're going to look at how we can Advertise the game. It might be two family members per person, and, and and that type of thing. But it looks to me like we're going to have a scrimmage, and then three games. Uh, Salisbury right now tentatively, and I think it's going to be finalized here very soon. Salisbury at home, and then uh, two away games: Montclair State and CNU. And then uh, we're we'll having a meeting uh, this Tuesday about you know, kind of going through. Maybe there's maybe there's a championship game. Maybe not. We don't know. There's the, the NJAC is uh, initially talked about dividing it into a north-south kind of setup, and then the north and the south would play a championship uh, of, of the teams that are, that are involved in playing. Mm. And uh, so that's still to be determined. Uh, I think we'll find out something uh, early next week. Uh, but we'd also like to, you know, one thing we're trying to figure out how to do is is class game, you know, on the Wesley football field, on, on Drass Field. And uh, you know, make it a celebration and put an exclamation exclamation point on uh, you know on this program. So uh, we're still working out the details for that, and hopefully uh, we can find a team that we want to play the that wants to play the final game in Wesley football history. Uh, you know, at home on Dressfield.
1: Quite a storied history, too. I mean, I think about six national semifinal trips. I mean, in the last. Uh, two decades, maybe three, uh, you could say. I mean, you guys have been the premier uh, program in the East region. Have won probably more games, advanced to the playoffs more times than any other. Um, you know, the, the the obvious question is: is uh, once you know, once the um, celebration slash uh, you know um, the end is is here? Like, what you know, what what happens to this this championship culture? Um, you know, obviously, I'm sure you you have um, you know some plans that you're going to have to make at some point. I mean, and and what really do you think has been the um, this the secret to uh, the Wolverine' success o- over all these years? Um, you know, you guys have done something that's pretty rare, um, and you know, it's made me wonder, like, well, are they are they kind of copying like a Mount Union type of model, or are they just kind of got their own secret sauce here that that's helped them? Um, you know. Develop this this uh, this winning culture, this winning program over these last few decades.
2: Yeah, well, the uh, you know moving forward, you know once we once we uh, you know COVID permitting and everything else, if it all works out, we're going to just focus right now on playing these games and and developing our players and and you know st- and still building the bonds that uh, we talk about w- with our program. You know, afterwards, like I said, we're going to work on. Uh, helping our guys, you know, take that next step, find a find a place for them that fits academically, financially, and football, athletically, and, and being a being a resource. You know, we we think we're the best resource. We know our guys, and so that's that's going to be our uh, our plan moving forward. And it, you know, it's happening as we go. I got I got about thirty phone calls from different college coaches about about our players already, and uh, they just keep coming and uh i say well you know give us a chance to let's let's make sure we you know give us give us a couple days here and then uh we can talk about <laughs> uh, sure. um but uh you know our our, our uh secreted, i think it, it happened a long time ago uh when coach stress became the head coach in 1993 we put together we, I remember it uh, very vividly. We, we, were, we were sitting in our old office there and we were talking about you know we had this discussion we got to put together a, a philosophy uh, you know that's that's doing things the right way and we sat down and kind of hashed it out and uh, a lot of the influences came from our, our previous coaches but we we said it's going to be more than football. We said it's going to be about the creating a great experience from our guys taking them from where they are. When they come here to where they want to be we we're going to we we're going to focus on academics and making academic progress we were going to uh build relationships build our team bonds and all that that's the thing that lasts more than anything is, is, is those relationships and we, we focused on that and, and the football kind of took care of itself and you know that formula of making it more than just trying to win a football game we never took any shortcuts uh, we really feel like we did things the right way, and, and uh, that continued from, uh, you know, 1993 when Coach Dress took over, you know, to the present, and uh, that's been a winning formula for us, and, uh, you know, we, Coach Dress and I and, and the other coaches here, we had great, great uh, coaches that have come through here, you know, we all kind of bought into that philosophy and wanted to make an impact on the guys, it, and it's more than just, you know, trying to beat us uh, an in, an individual team, and so, and that's that. That's not lip service. That's how we. Uh, that's how we've done it, and uh, we feel real good about. You know, we feel great about the the things we're able to do here. You know, over our time uh, since it became a Division three program, I remember our, my, when I first got here, Wesley's previous four year record was one in thirty nine, and uh, so something had to change, and uh, we were able to do that. We feel real proud that we are, you know, of everything we've done here
0: want to go uh, two in a row here if I can, uh, JB. Uh, first, uh, Coach, you talked about the coaches reaching out, et cetera. Uh, I think you guys have earned a level here to have a respect factor uh, built into what's going to happen in terms of, you know, the, I don't want to use the word poaching or anything like that, but some schools may have engaged in that a little early uh, with uh, some of the news that came out, obviously. But there are a lot of schools out there that want to do it the right way and uh, treat your students with the respect and treat you guys with the respect you deserve under the circumstances. How do you request schools, coaches, etc. to handle this? If you have a message to send to them as to you know, the right way right now that you want this protocol to work with respect to you know, making sure you can get these uh, student athletes that you love so much into a position to succeed after the spring is done and what what are like 75 or so uh, players that are still on the roster what is the roster uh, state right now
2: yeah we're, we're sitting around 75 players which is uh I, you know, I feel proud that we're able to hold it together and uh, you know they're, they're with the covid and all the other things going on we had guys sticking with us and uh, you know they're they are you know i'm proud that they're going to be with us to write this last chapter that's a great thing. Um, you know, the priority here is to do right by our players and and do what's best for them, not what's best for anybody else. And I think, uh, like I said, we're looking at the academically, we got guys, you know, two years into, into their degree, three years into their degree. Uh, you know, and some of these young guys, they're, they're focused on just football and where I can play next year, but there's a lot of, uh, uh, consequences to their decision in terms of, you know, academically. We, we, we want to save them money. We want to get them uh, in the place where they can get the, the degree that they truly seek and not just focus on uh, playing football next year. That's going to be a talk we're going to have at practice today, actually. And, uh, and then with the coaches, it's just, uh, to me, it's all about communication. You know, I'm here to help people. And if I feel like a a player is going to be a great fit. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to help him get to that whatever school that they're looking at, whatever coach, and make that connection. I'm going to be a liaison, kind of like a, I don't know if I should say, like a player agent almost, uh, but just helping him any way I can. And I told the team that's what we're here for. And, uh, you know, so that's that's the thing. But uh, communication is, is going to be great. You know, right now I can't answer every email that was sent to me and every text message so far. Um And, uh, you know, coaches are motivated to, uh, you know, win games and and, uh, be successful in their program. And and they see our players as, as, uh, you know, very talented. And I like to think they're well-coached too. So, you know, they're going to get, you know, there's some good players here that can help some programs. So hopefully we're going to be like the matchmaker, I guess.
0: So my first encounter with you, I believe, looking back, was 2009. I want to say that I broadcast the Mississippi College playoff game uh, that you guys uh, played uh, at home. Mm -hmm. I got my first flavor of uh, the Wesley small-ish press box. uh, We'll make no bones about the size of the press box and the uh, exposed upper deck Mm -hmm. uh, where we uh, usually broadcast from uh, on the D3 football side. And uh, up comes uh, this guy, I I, I don't know. And he's, hey, is this camera? Okay, we're making sure this is okay for you. And uh, this and that I did not know who who the hell you were. Okay, didn't know. And and, you know, I was still green when it came to the national D3 context. And so I'm talking to people afterwards. They're like, "Oh, you met Chip Knapp, the offensive coordinator." And the more I learned about you and the story about your son Ben, uh, who you know, hopefully, uh, you know, the family entirely, uh, including Ben, is doing well here, despite this news. You had this image, and you still do, that you could have pretty much coached anywhere, especially in Division Three, that you wanted to. Okay, they your success level on the offensive side of the ball was second to none. And I've run into you, obviously, uh, you've scouted out uh, playoff games at Del Valle. I think you were at the Del Valle uh, Brockport playoff mm-hmm. game I saw you at a couple of years ago. Um, what made you stay? I, I, what From 1989, was it, uh, till now? You graduated Cornell in 87, I believe, if I read correctly. You're Wesley for 30. Two years, is that uh, basically? Why? Why this small <laughs> school in Delaware for Chip Knapp this long? And what are you most proud of when you really get down
2: to it? The, for you, your um, own um, success. Well, I tell you, uh, I came out of Cornell, and I was wanted to get into college coaching. And uh, a big influence for me was my high school coach, uh, John Nemec. I saw, uh, I actually went home. You know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I was an economics major and looking to go probably to Wall Street, where all my teammates were going. And then I went to I went to, it was, I went to uh, my high school coach's ho- uh, home after break, and I saw uh, in his house all at one time the impact he was making with the assistant coaches that were at his house. They had pl- current players coming in to talk to him, uh, former coaches, and I was a former player, and just seeing all the 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 impact that that uh, that one person had through the game of football i started thinking like maybe i want to do that and then i got the opportunity i went out to coach at cornell uh, afterwards as a kind of a restricted earnings position i went to, to G, a ga in division one I. I got to see how that works and uh then i came to uh came to wesley i had a friend of mine talk me into coming to wesley uh royal neal coach that i coached with at cornell and then uh, you know i got there i was planning on being there for a year or two and i pictured myself moving back up up the ladder and uh i met coach strass we hit it off we became you know best friends and the other factor a huge factor is my wife cindy who uh i married her a couple years uh, met her and then you know so i was in a, a, and I married her and and that was uh probably 92 it was 92. so i was there for three years and i'd i'd started Looking to move on, and uh, but I was in a I was in why why change it? I was enjoying life. Coach Trask and I, I was with my best friends. Uh, I enjoyed Dover. The program was fun, and I was just enjoying it. And there was no real real call to to move on. I've seen other coaches. It's kind of like a military lifestyle, moving from one college to the other. And uh, I saw that I could do those things that I saw my high school coach do here, and that that kind of uh, you know I was I was I was happy doing that. And then, uh, you know, the things that I'm most proud of is is just, you know, taking this program. Like you talk about our press box and the different things. And I remember playing, we were playing Mary Harden-Baylor uh, in a playoff game. We ended up winning and it, we had, uh, you know, our jerseys were torn. One of the couple numbers from Chris Mays, one of our star defensive ends. And the, and the guy said, how the hell are you guys winning? uh with the small stadium and all this you know your jerseys are falling apart uh and it was just uh you know and i just thought we're doing things the right way we're making the big time where we are kind of thing and uh you know and i ultimately i kind of felt like i was doing the same things that i witnessed when i was with my uh, high school coach you know when i saw that that one day on christmas break in college when i trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life and, and it's just been, uh, been a great time. I, it hasn't felt like work at all so it's just been a lot of fun.
0: Just want to remind you don't forget the year you got married that could be really really detrimental to your future even outside football to <laughs> remind you of that fact uh, right there. Uh, Rob, well, J-
2: well, we met earlier so I was going to say that Dave it's, it's May 2nd 1992 I, can, I don't forget that. Which is my
0: birthday actually so there you go now Come I know. On. There you go. <laughs> JB, uh, you, you and I it. were just talking. Uh, we were just sidebarring a little bit. We were kind of uh, comparing notes, and we had the same basic idea of where, where we want to kind of go with this, which is past player uh, thoughts. I'll let you kind of uh, build on that.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Coach, I guess it would, now it was about uh, five or six weeks ago, I saw um, Matt Gono lining up for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I know Frank got to interview uh, Joe Callahan, your former quarterback, who... Um, put up a lot of points. I remember that, that playoff game against, uh, the Ali Marpet, uh, Hobart Statesman, um, back in the day, which was, which was a fun game. Um, but you I mean, uh, you know, you, you probably have at least a hundred guys or more, uh, that you could probably rattle off as, you know, great players for your, for your program. Um, not to put you on the spot, but other, other folks to, to, uh, you know, that really stood out to you over time as, you know, it's really just outstanding uh, student athletes that you've had the the privilege to coach. Uh,
2: well, I'm going to forget someone, and I'm going to hear it. there's so many. Um, you know, Joe Callahan just texted me some of the plays he liked uh, this past uh, season, uh, and uh, and then Shane McSweeney uh, texted me about uh, about 20 minutes ago. And those are those are two great ones that uh, you know that uh, you can't get any That's better true. in Division. II those two guys, and of course, Matt Gono, and, uh, I mean, there's really, really too many to, to, uh I mentioned Chris Mays, he was a great one for us, he's going into our Hall of Fame uh, here at the end of the year, and uh, it, whew, there's, there's just a lot of players, there's too many, I mean, when you, when you, you know, we've averaged probably the, the last uh, 15 years, two, since 2005, I think we've averaged 11 wins a season. Been in the postseason every year, NCAA playoffs. Never lost an f- opening round game. We have the, the only the other thing is we have the only two Gallardi Trophy winners on the East Coast. Uh, Rocky Myers, uh, defensive right. back, and he is uh, he's in Hollywood right now and doing well. You might see him on uh, three o'clock in the morning on some movie, some sci-fi channel or something. And uh, <laughs> Joe Callahan. Uh, you had know, the trophy back there behind me, um, you know, he's, uh, he's the other guy that won the, the, the Gilardi trophy. And, uh, you know, it, there's, there's just a lot of players. Uh, it, it goes on and on. And uh, I'm going to forget somebody and then I'm going to see it on uh, Facebook here. So I think that's,
1: uh, <laughs> you can blame it on me. <laughs> i just oh, named a,
2: yeah, a couple of guys who just t- reached out to me a little bit ago, but, uh, yeah, there, there's uh, there's hundreds. You know, I, I'm thinking about uh, there's been thousands of guys that have come through this program, and uh, and it's it's there's a lot there's a lot lot of uh, people, a lot of lives that uh, you know I've been able to experience, and it's been a been a great great uh, time for me.
0: Coach, uh, the last two things I'm going to ask you. Uh, first, what is next for you? I mean, do you have any idea what the next uh, road for you will be? I, I, you are a tremendous coach, a tremendous person on top of it, but a, a tremendous coach uh, for football and for the youth that are out there. Uh, coaching's got to be the next step, no matter what I would think, but do you
2: have any idea where or how? Uh, well, right now, uh, not at the moment. You know, I. I you know, we've been with the COVID and it's been football has been a little bit different, but man, when you get out there on the field, you know, you you know, you I just the the feelings I get being out there, you know, I wanna continue to coach. But uh uh where and where and in what capacity is uh you know, I'm gonna be researching moving forward. Uh you know, I, I'm I'm kind of uh wanna stay local if I can because of my uh you know Ben's situation you mentioned Ben and there's been a lot of people in the community that have helped us and and to uproot anything like that would be difficult for me but uh, you know I'm, I'm right now I'm just uh, I got my eyes open and hopefully I can continue to coach um, and you know that's to be determined I guess
0: and uh, the last thing I'm going to ask you uh, and by the way let we just put the plug in that anybody in the Delaware area that uh, has a job that wants a quality coach <laughs> Uh, call call this man over here uh, because uh, you will be a better program for it,
2: and your players will be better people for it. Uh, yeah, the other thing, Frank, is I, as you as you noticed when we first met, I have tech skills too. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> also yeah, well, really, I also know. I need to
0: tell you, I, 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 we may hire you actually. <laughs> so hold on, uh, but uh, also uh, you know, no interview discussion would be complete without a little bit of a retro on Coach Strass, what he's meant to you, what he's meant to the program, obviously. And what do you think this does in terms of his memory? Unfortunately, I said it on Twitter the other day, the off-season news we report from Wesley lately has not been exactly what I would call happy stuff with his passing in 2018 and now this. Um, You know, what is your thought and, you know, how it computes you know a lot of people saying he's rolling over in his grave and this and that but in your own words you were as close to him as anybody out there pretty much uh you were pretty much family uh what is your thought about how he would view this and what it does to his memory and everything else
2: well i wonder if he was here if this would have actually happened but uh you know he was uh, the executive director of athletics and he had a hand in uh you know some of the administrative things. And he was a—I I like to say—he was a savant at, uh, the, at that side of things. He—he he could really see the big picture and understand what really needed to happen. I think uh, people would have listened to him, and you know, we had some discussions about that, uh, you know, before he passed. And uh, and so that, uh, you know, I think it's there's no—it's not a coincidence that uh, this, you know, that this this happened and when he wasn't here he meant so much to the college and he was such a great leader. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm really a little concerned about, you know, the, the things that he's accomplished here and his legacy is going to be, uh, you know, I think it deserves to continue on. He, he's touched so many lives and done so many uh, great things for this community. And, and, uh, and now I'm, you know, we have Drass Field, and what's going to happen to Drass Field, And I have a, uh, a uh, couple wheelbarrows full of uh, plaques and trophies that you know as coaches of the year and and uh great you know posters and photographs and all this stuff and you know right now that's part of my job is to figure out how to preserve the wesley tradition and uh it's, it's not obvious right now how to do it other than run out of storage facility i guess but uh um and, they, and that doesn't do you know that's not going to do uh him justice so it's a little bit, uh you know, I'm a little bit concerned about that situation. Uh, but anyone who has been in Dover, Delaware, anyone who's been in Delaware knows the, you know, the impact he he, uh, he had on the, the state and the community. And and I think it deserves to be preserved and remembered. And so yeah. uh, that's going to be one of my miss- missions uh, uh, moving forward too, you know, with the, with the players. And, and so, I don't know, maybe I'll try to build a statue. I don't know.
1: Well, maybe with uh, maybe with with Matt down on the Atlanta Falcons, and you know, maybe with uh, a, a little legal knowledge and some persistence, you know, we should get some of this stuff into the College Football Hall of Fame. I mean, why not? We can. It might be worth a try, It might be worth a shot. Maybe this is something. You know, this is an idea just popped into my head. A lot of times, my ideas aren't great ones, but this could be you know an avenue to, to pursue possibly. It's just uh, just kind of just popped in there. I don't know. Uh, we can. We'll have to talk about it maybe offline. But if there is anybody who deserves deserves that from a, at least a D three or other perspective, I would think that Coach Drass certainly would, and, and the Wesley yeah. program at large, uh, for that matter. Coach,
0: do you have any uh, final messages for uh, the Wesley Nation out there uh, in terms of the fans that are? Uh, I've always stuck with you guys uh, through thick and thin, the uh, former players, everybody that's been reaching out. What is your message right now? Because uh, remember, there's still a chapter to be written here. Uh, I kind of got a little text confirmation even during this uh, discussion that the ink is not quite dry yet on the spring schedule, but one is forming here and uh, will be uh, put out very soon. So we've got at least that level of confirmation that the book is not fully written. But what is your message to Wesley Nation right now?
2: Well, you know, Wesley Nation is, it's about the people that uh, were part of this program. And uh, it's about appreciation for everything that, uh, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears that the players, the former players have put in, uh, the encouragement uh, that, that they have provided to our team over the years. And, uh, you know, we're proud of uh, their accomplishments after, uh, you know, leaving our program. And, uh, you know, it affirms, uh, You know the job that Coach Drass and the rest of the coaching staff here has has done, and it's just about it's about appreciation is the key word. and uh, you know it's still we're still processing it here. It's still you know going through. You know this is an unprecedented situation. You don't see uh, I don't I can't think of any off the top of my head top you know nationally recognized programs uh, just dropping football. It's hard to hard to come up with. uh, with uh, any programs, but uh, um, you know, and and one thing we always say is that is that uh, once you're part of our program, you're part of the Wesley family, and that's that's a true statement that doesn't go away. And and uh, you know, after this is all done, we're still going to have that uh, that Wesley football family. That uh, you know, that's that's the strongest bond that we've had. And that's that's going to persist over over time. And uh, we're going to I'm going to work hard to keep that going and uh, just just uh, you know we want to keep you know you know keep uh, our accomplishments and and these memories alive
0: we're going to help you do that no matter what Uh, anybody that's had a memory uh, with Wesley is going to have a story to tell Uh, I'll have plenty of stories to tell about coach Drass and you for that matter Uh, and you know, I, I still will never forget the uh, press conference where he uh, apparently was listening to my uh, rants or my uh, thoughts and uh, decided to uh, pick on me on it. But I always uh, say, "That was classic." Could, oh yeah, if you could deliver back at me, I, I love you for it. And he did did. And uh, <laughs> when I met him at Montclair that one time, uh, he's classic. And then messaged me about other players that deserved accolades at other schools. Uh, like Joe Germanario back when at Brockport, uh, I remember, and he reached out specifically to say he deserved accolades uh, more than yeah, he was necessarily getting. I remember that clearly. Uh, that's the guy he was. That's the guy you are too. I know that you do the same stuff. Uh, we are at a loss and uh, we don't want to really face it until you, you know, get the champagne out and I'll bring some down myself. Uh, to uh, say uh, goodbye the right way to the Wesley football program. And to your student athletes that are staying, that are playing, I I have just a phenomenal amount of admiration for what they're doing here uh, because there is nothing guaranteed, nothing really uh, to prove right now when you really get down to it. Uh, Their school's already knocking on their doors to come uh, for many of them I know. But they're going to do it anyway. It's for the, the tradition, the love of you, Coach Drass, in the Wesley program. That's amazing. And we can't understate that fact. So, congratulations to you on creating such a great family at Wesley. And stay in touch, sir. We appreciate everything that you've done for us along the way.
2: Yeah, and we, and the D3 Nation, they appreciate you guys. Uh necessary and it's much appreciated the work that you guys put in and uh keep keep it going
0: will do thank you sir
2: thank you all right thank you
0: jb uh i felt a little emotion coming over me i could see it coming over him during that i could see you even uh, affected you and i weren't exactly in the old days the biggest fans of wesley were they being academically, uh, you know, pro in the whole scenario? What what was it? But as we got to know this program more and more, we got to appreciate Coach Drass' philosophy a lot more. We got to appreciate the school, the players, you know, then and now, basically. Um, And the family it is it is such a small school in dover delaware it really is i mean you drive through there you pass dover downs and you know take a right and uh there you are uh in this uh, school uh to Drass field which is adjacent to a cemetery with a you know a a fire uh horn that goes off Uh, (laughs) yeah air horn it's an amazing thing when you're there but it's it's part of this Nuanced Wesley history that we grew to appreciate. So, after hearing Coach Snap talk about all this, what's your biggest takeaway today?
1: Yeah, I think the the biggest takeaway uh, is that I hope that the the coaching staff, uh, current and former players, kind of just uh, while it's it's sad to to say goodbye, hopefully that they can be comforted by. All of the great memories, all the victories, all the championships, all the the playoff runs, all the uh, All American. You know, we've got a couple of Gallardi Trophy winners in there, which is not an easy feat for an East Region school to pull off. And so, uh, hopefully, they 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 enjoy the the celebration of it um, uh, with a great run that began really with with Coach Strass taking over in the early nineties and. You know, while it's been uh, maybe a rough uh, couple of years since he you know, passed away unexpectedly, you know, Wesley's still, um, you know, doing what they do and they're winning games and they're um, competing for titles and, and going, trying to, you know, get into the playoffs and so on. So they'll have one more uh, one more opportunity, one more shortened spring season to to win some more games to add to their, you know, hundreds if not thousands of, of, of wins that they've had over the last... Three decades now, or what have you. So, uh, hopefully, it's more of a celebration than than anything else because they they certainly earned it, and um, you know we'll, we will definitely miss them on a, a national, uh, not just East Region scale, but quite a quite a quite a story um, that that's that's coming
0: to a close here. 10-2 and last season fell at the hands of DelVal, who I believe they beat, actually, in quadruple overtime earlier in the yeah. season. <laughs> um, my challenge, uh, it sounds like right now uh, they're trying to figure out a team outside the NJAC to have a home game to finish their run against. Hey, Del DelVal, do it. Put it together. This has been a team that has been a rival to you for how many years now? Do it. Do the right thing. It'll help your own student-athletes because when you play Wesley, you gain a lot of football acumen uh, in preparation and in the game itself. DelVal, do it. That's all I can say. Folks, we'll see you next week uh, where we'll discuss some happier aspects of uh, spring football and uh, hopefully have an update on the NJAC situation when we come back uh, on that show. Uh, In the meantime, have a great weekend, and we will see you then.